When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I've never been this nervous in my life. Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! <laughs> what would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on. A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. <laughs> be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. The music world moves fast. Want to stay up to date on the latest albums and get in-depth examinations with the artists? Check out Consequence of Sound, the podcast. Bite-sized album reviews for the music fan on the go who wants to stay in the know, and much more. Subscribe to the series on iTunes or your favorite podcast provider and let the writers of Consequence of Sound steer you right. Check it out at consequenceofsound.net slash podcast. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith With. It's an audio interview series presented by WFPK Independent Louisville at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound and the Consequence Podcast Network. Take a second before we get started to hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening from. If you've downloaded this on iTunes or wherever you get your favorite podcast from, or if you're listening on Spotify or on YouTube, take a second to subscribe there as well. I'm Kyle Meredith. Special episode today. I'm going to be talking once again to Michael McDonald. This is the second time he's been on the show this year, though this time we're talking about his Christmas collection called Season of Peace. It gathers together some of his best-known Christmas recordings, and we'll talk about covering the classics as well as writing his own, painting the artwork that you see on the cover of this uh, LP, and how Christmas to him is a call for peace. Now, there's also a new song on this compilation. It's with Jake Shimabukuro, the uh, ukulele maestro. So as a bonus episode, I've also spoken with Jake about his newest record called The Greatest Day. We'll be getting into that here in just a little bit as well. But right now... It's Kyle Meredith with Michael McDonald. Hey, Kyle. So we'll be concentrating this time, uh, doing a little bit of the Christmas talk that we didn't get to uh, get around to last time. Season of Peace, the Christmas collection. So this is, uh, it, it's sort of the greatest hits, plus a new one, right? Right, right. We, uh, I, I was uh, uh, in Hawaii and uh, got a chance to hook up with uh, Jake Shimabukura, and uh, I, I did a little work on, on a record he's got coming out. So it, just on the fly, he was nice enough to. We were just sitting around in the studio jamming, and for, the nature of these sessions was they were pretty live. They were just me and him playing uh, ukulele and, and me singing and on a couple songs. So we, I, I threw him a little uh, version of Winter Wonderland that I play on the ukulele, and he played along with me on it and was nice enough to to, to record it with me. So we decided that would be fun to put on the Christmas record. You know, I mean, you're you're a master in your own sense at a lot of things, but uh, I, I feel like I would be intimidated if I was holding a ukulele next to Jake Shimabukuro because it's like the world's best. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. I, I, I told him that. I said, you know, we're making history here today. We, we have the, the world's greatest master of 
ukulele uh, and the world's crappiest ukulele player <laughs> on the same record. You know? uh, it's a cool little version. I really do enjoy it, and it's and it, it, nice that it adds to the uh, the whole collection, which you know you you've had some great notoriety for. You know, in this sort of uh, in the in the holiday fashion. What brought you to that style and subject and, and made you want to like dive into a place that had been dove into many times before by many different people? Um, you know, I think uh, not much besides the fact that I always enjoyed Christmas albums. So I always kind of wanted to do one, you know, uh, probably since I grew up, you know, since I, when I was a kid listening to Nat King Cole's Christmas album and uh, Sinatra's album and, you know, people like that uh, over the years. You know, I always thought, oh, it'd be fun to try my hand at a Christmas record. We were lucky in the sense that uh, in our first deal with uh, MCA Nashville, uh, Tony Brown was an executive producer, and he allowed us to write some new material, which typically when you're an artist and you're doing a Christmas record, they really want you to stick with the, the, the well-known uh, Christmas songs, you know. Right. So uh, uh, Tony was nice enough to let us write some stuff, and, and we wound up writing a good portion of, of our, our first record, which is is part of this compilation. Uh, and uh, and then we did some Christmas classic, different arrangements of older Christmas songs that everybody knows. But uh, it was fun to be able to get our, uh, take a shot at writing our own uh, Christmas music. And, uh, and that's kind of what makes it fun when we go out and play the, during the Christmas season. We add some of those songs to the set, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun. It's, yeah. fun to, it's fun to play something different. You know? it, it would seem to me, as an artist, that maybe that's like the holy grail of, of what you might strive for, because, you know, you can have success through your career, and, and your hits will come and go, uh, but it seems like if you could land a Christmas classic, you know, that's going to stick around forever, you're like, your life is made. Like, you just get to sit back on Easy Street <laughs> from that point. That's right. I, I've often wished that I had written Rudolph the Red-Nosed Ranger, believe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it is cool stuff. And, and you do add even some great flavor to some of the old ones. And, and I guess that's got to be sort of like what you would aim for, too. I mean, you know, I was listening back to one of them, and, you know, you have the uh, White Christmas and uh, Winter Wonderland. And, and it starts sort of traditional, but then you hit that jam right at the end, and that's that's like the great unexpected moments. Like, I guess that's what you'd want to strive for? Yeah, no, it, it, it's fun, you know, because it's, it's feel-good music that it's, you know, by definition, you know, and uh, so it's uh, it, it's fun to do those things and kind of reinvent some of the old stuff, too. Like you say, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yes. Now, the, uh, the cover, uh, I read that you painted the... Uh, the album cover to this one, right? Yeah, it's a, it's actually a pastel chalk drawing that I did, you know, uh, for one of the tours we did years back. It was, you know, it's kind of primitive, but <laughs> I, uh, you know, we, we thought, well, we, you know, the typical thing with a Christmas album is you're already late by the time you start it, you know, <laughs> right. uh, because you have to do them in like by July, you have to hand it in, you know. So we didn't have any photos that we hadn't already used. And we kind of thought, well, we can just use that old poster. Uh, so that kind of how, that's how it became the, the cover of the album, you know. Yeah, it's kind of nice though. It, it you know it paints a nice picture uh, metaphorically too that uh, you know of the season. But there's something always about Christmas paintings that have sort of a darkness to them, and I'm not sure how that comes out. But it's 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 like there's a tint of it in there, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I you know the, the message is for me at the holidays is always uh, you know let's not uh, let's not forget the word peace and and you know not and and, and the idea of peace. You know that's uh, it seems like you know it, 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 everything you know has season and uh right now we're we're, we're you know we're entering a, an era where the word peace does you don't hear it banded around that much you know these days it seems like uh you hear the war the, the word uh the idea of being more aggressive and being you know 
piece seems to be out of fashion at this point, I guess is what I'm saying. And, and I hate to see that happen because ultimately what else is there in terms of, uh, you know, whatever we might strive for as, as a humanity. Uh, if we're not striving for peace, we're going in the wrong direction. Yeah. Beautifully said. And as you said, it's, you know, definitely the season where you kind of wave that flag. I mean, there are so many great stories in history of, of even warring sides, you know, for a day, they just set down their guns or, or whatever, you know, uh, literal or yeah. metaphorical guns. And, and, you know, walk to the line yeah it seems like the season where that it's it's never more appropriate to to think about it and uh, think about the concept of, of trying to be good to each other and uh, and get along with each other and not not look for the differences as much as possibly we forget to look for the similarities you know well i always appreciate what you're doing especially when you're saying things like that uh looking forward to this one season of peace the christmas collection uh michael mcdonald Again, thank you so much for taking the time for this. Thanks, Kyle, and thanks for coming down to the show. I hope to see you again soon. Uh, Absolutely. We'll see you around. Take care. All right, buddy. Take care. And my thanks to Michael McDonald. Again, the new Christmas compilation is called Seasons of Peace, the Christmas Collection. Now, as Michael McDonald mentioned, uh, the new song on that collection is with Jake Shimabukuro. He has just released his own new record called The Greatest Day that I got to talk with him recently about. We'll discuss his time spent in Nashville collaborating with uh, Jerry Douglas on a Jimi Hendrix song. That's interesting because Jake Shimabukuro has always been called the Jimi Hendrix of the ukulele. There's a lot of weight that comes along with covering Hendrix. He also tells us about his plans for his next record, which is going to be a collaboration record, which happens to also have Michael McDonald on it. As well as Willie Nelson and others, it's Kyle Meredith with Jake Shimabukuro. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Jake. How are you? Hey, hey, I'm great, man. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. I, I, that's what I say at the beginning of the interviews. Thank you for your time. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, no, it is great to talk to you about this new record, The Greatest Day. Congratulations on this one. It sounds fantastic. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, I was, I was really happy. I was most happy about um, you know, when I got the final mix and I took it home to my parents. Uh, they, they both listened to it, and they, they said that this was their favorite record of mine. So, you know, I'm a grown man, but still trying to please please my parents, right? So That never yeah. stops. That never stops. <laughs> <laughs> it is cool um, listening to some of these, and, uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to bring up a handful of the songs, too, because, you know, here you've called it The Greatest Day. That's one of the originals on the record. And I thought, you know, the way the uh, an artist as yourself would title an instrumental has always been interesting to me because unless you had an idea in mind beforehand, it really has the potential to give it new context afterwards. Like, I now have a mental image of what this amazing day would be like. But do you go into the songs with a title in mind or with a concept or a structure in mind like that? Yeah, sometimes it's, uh, you know, like I'll... I'll... I'll usually have uh, like an idea, whether it's a it's a musical concept or uh, just an emotion, you know, before I start writing. Or sometimes I'll start writing first, and then it'll make me think of something, and then that'll help to finish up the tune, right? But like the the greatest day, like that song, I actually wrote that the night before we went into the studio because I had trouble sleeping because I was so excited about going into the recording studio. But that song, it's all about contrary motion, right? So you have you have this one descending line, you know, that that keeps moving down, but then on the high string on the ukulele, it just keeps ascending, keep moving forward. And so the idea was like, you know, every day we have like little obstacles that we feel like kind of push us back or set us back. But as long as we keep moving forward, you know, like, like the, like the main melody that just keeps moving up and up and up, then every day has the potential to be the greatest day. And and now I, I have to hear that again in a whole new lights once again. <laughs> so cool. You went back to Nashville again for this one, and and what draw what what pulls you to Nashville? Because 
you know, when when you think about your main instrument of choice here with the ukulele, that's that's not an automatic pairing in a lot of folks' mind. Yeah, well, Nashville is amazing, man, because there uh, there's just all these great studios, great engineers, great studio musicians. Uh, they got the coolest coolest gear, and um, it's and this album, The Greatest Day, is kind of a follow up to my previous record, which was called Nashville Sessions, mm-hmm. and that was my my first all original record. You know, we kind of I, I flew to Nashville because I wanted to get uh, that, you know, that's kind of the home of songwriters. So I wanted to go there and just get inspired to write and compose. And so that's why I went to Nashville. And I had such a great experience, you know, recording there. That's why with with this, when I was working on the new album, I said, no, we got to go back to the same studio. So we went to Ronnie's place. I brought in, you know, pretty much the same team, the same, uh, the same rhythm section, but we added, we added more players. You know, we brought in uh, a string player and horn players and keyboard players and even Jerry Douglas makes an makes a, he plays on three tracks on this album man so it was just so inspiring man I mean I couldn't stop smiling while I was in a recording studio you know and normally it's the, being in a recording studio is kind of sterile and you know you get a little stressed out sometimes but with this album and even the last record man I was just smiling from ear to ear having so much fun and just being ex- experimental and trying different things so uh, it, it truly was I mean it was like the greatest day for me every day being in the studio and uh, I just loved it man I have nothing but just the best memories Speaking of guests, uh, I just had Michael McDonald on my show a few weeks ago, and uh, and you've been working with him as well, right? Yeah, we just uh, we just we just got out of the studio together too. We were um, I'm working on a on a duets record right now, so I did a couple tracks with Michael McDonald. We did a couple tracks with Willie Nelson, um, Ray Benson, and uh, yeah, we're getting ready to to team up with a few more uh, uh, artists that, that I've worked with in the past and um, and just doing more recordings. So, yeah, so I know we just released The Greatest Day, but, you know, <laughs> I, I'm, we're working on a new one right, <laughs> right away. But, man, it is awesome. I just, I just, I love being in the studio. I just love recording. I, and before, I always loved performing more, you know, like being in front of a live audience. But, but now, man, the studio side is is really um, is it's just been so enjoyable. And now I I, I don't know which I, which one I, I like more. You know, I don't know if I love being in the studio or being on stage. And you know, there's really a rush when you're on stage and you're playing in front of a real audience in a nice hall. But then there's also this incredible like uh, you know you you feel when you're in the studio you just have so you know you have the time to create and just think of all these ideas and you can have the craziest ideas. And, and just and give it a try and and layer things and you know so it's it's man it's they're both just wonderful wonderful um, experiences. You know, for for all the comparisons in the past that you've had to various artists, you know, Hendrix would pop up every now and then, and I thought covering him on this record had to have a little bit of extra weight added to that, just because of whatever associations you've been throwing your way. Was that the case? <laughs> Well, I, I mean, to, to be honest, you know, I always kind of uh, stayed away, you know, from, from doing any Hendrix covers just because, you know, Jimi Hendrix, how do you cover Jimi Hendrix? Right. But uh, especially on the ukulele, right? So, you know, I, I always kind of, um, always kind of stayed away from that. And, but with this album, you know, I really wanted to, I, I really wanted to, to do something. And when I found out that, you know, Jerry Douglas was going to be, you know, he, he had, we had talked and he said, man, I would love to come in and record with you. So I thought, man, well, if you're going to cover 
a Jimi Hendrix tune, then, you know, you just bring in the world's greatest dobro player to <laughs> play it with you, right? So, <laughs> you know, so, um, yeah, so Jerry Douglas came in, and we had a, a fantastic rhythm section, Evan Hutchings on drums, Nolan Werner on bass. Nolan's actually on tour with me right now with a guitar player named Dave Preston out of Colorado. And so, we, you know, we just sat down, and we just hashed it out and played. And I got to, I brought my wah-wah pedal. I, I, I played through this overdriven amp and just some crazy psychedelic effects and all that. So we just went wild. And uh, it was supposed to be like a three or four minute tune. And I think it turned out to be like six or seven minutes. <laughs> it's, a, it's great to listen to. Long improvisation. And that, that song, If Six Was Nine, is my all-time favorite Jimi Hendrix tune. You know, bringing up Jerry Douglas, uh, you know, master of the dobro and folks like Bela Fleck, who I, I know really well, and yourself with the ukulele. When you're a specialist of an instrument like that, and I, what I'm saying is basically anything but one of the main popular, you know, super popular rock band instruments, it, you know, it, it seems like, I don't know, it seems like the world could be your oyster, you know, if you if you perfect it in that way. Does it feel like that was that that's given you more access to 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 things like this to to other folks like it would be less crowded than say if you were a guitar virtuoso you know where it seems like there are dozens and dozens and hundreds of those yeah you know i i feel i I feel like the ukulele is such a young instrument, and there's just like i I feel like there's just so much more to that instrument and i and and that's why I love playing it so much, you know because it's like almost every day I'm discovering something new about it, you know, and just always trying to push myself to to try new things and uh and to to learn new things and I feel like there's this the popularity of the instrument has just been growing and growing and growing um and on all over the world you know not not just not just here but like uh i mean when i when I travel to different countries like in Asia or Europe you know australia um canada there's like i mean there are just all these they have ukulele festivals and uh and you can walk into any music store now i mean and and they'll have a, a whole section of of ukuleles, and that was very rare before. You know, trying to find and trying to buy an ukulele outside of of Hawaii. You know, um, so it's it's. I just feel like it's just been kind of taking off. People have been discovering how wonderful this instrument is because it's it's so compact. It's easy to travel with. It's low maintenance. It's easy on your fingers. You can learn it real quickly because uh, it's one of the few string instruments where you can play full chords with just one finger. And I swear, if you've never played an instrument before, I, I, I promise I, I could guarantee that you could learn a song in less than five minutes. Well, I always enjoy hearing what you do. And again, congratulations on the greatest day. Uh, and my favorites on there were like Bizarre Love Triangle and Time of the Season. I've, I've just enjoyed this so much. And Jake, it was a pleasure talking to you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for the support. Thank you for... Uh, yeah, I just, I, I just, I really, really appreciate it, man. This has just been an awesome experience, opportunity, and I'm just enjoying every moment. Yeah, well, we'll see you in Louisville when you uh, arrive back in here very, very soon. Yeah, I can't wait, man. It's, it's, I, you know, we, we usually come through town once a year, but that's, that's never enough, man. It's such a cool city, great vibe, and the people that come to the shows, they're always so just so supportive and um and we we just we we just uh love just sharing sharing the our music with with people so thank all right. you all right man take care jake all right take care kyle Bye. aloha big thanks to jake shimabakuro again his latest record is called the greatest day and once again thanks to michael mcdonald for talking seasons of peace the christmas collection with me if you haven't already please do hit your subscribe button wherever you're listening from right now whether that's youtube spotify itunes wherever you get your favorite podcasts from 
After that, head over to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show every Monday through Thursday from noon to 3 Eastern, where you can also find some bonus episodes of this series. You can find me at Twitter, at Kyle Meredith, Facebook, slash Kyle Meredith. That does it for me today. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.